Check. There he is. Hey, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Hello, hello, hello. Can we match our head heights? Buddy, you're... I'm gonna... You know, that is like like this, you know? Whatever ang... You know, this... Uh, this, this... Okay? <laughs> Whoosh! Yeah, I'm oh. gonna have some fun, baby! Everything's insane. Either or and. So I got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Ten offers last night, Daryl. What? I thought the market... What's going on? I thought the market was crashing. Ten offers on the same property? On the same property, and I'm on the buyer's side. You're... Hold on. You got ten offers, and no, you're on the buyer's my side? my buyers had to compete with nine other offers, and we lost. And you lost. And we lost. For what? What were we bidding on? It was a four-bedroom house in Richmond Hill. It was a nice property, well-maintained, lovingly cared for, lots of updates and renovations, and there was 10 offers. And it was the lowest price house in that part of Richmond Hill. All the other houses were priced well above, so it attracted all the people, and everyone came in, and we knew, we knew, we, we knew. We went over asking, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't meant to be. I don't even think we were close, okay? Not even I don't even close, really? I don't think we were close. I bet we were off by at least 100,000. Doesn't House Sigma say it already? House Sigma said it was worth $1,336,000 and we bid 1.4 and we lost. But you didn't base it on House Sigma, did you? Never. Never. Why would you ever look at House Sigma? But anyways, we ten. lost. That's the main thing. There was 10 offers. It was a good property. Sales I, were one five and above, but they were like larger, not as nice, that kind of stuff. So I thought maybe because it was a little bit smaller, it would detract people, but it was. It was really, it was It was well kept. You know, good renovations, five years old. The guys, the guys did a really good job. It was spotless. I, I was on Twitter this morning for a change, and I was looking at our friend Donna Backer's um, tweet and she was talking about uh how she all of a sudden heard from a client that they had heard from their lawyer that the mortgage company uh i guess left the file on their desk and couldn't come up like couldn't put the mortgage together in in the few days that it's supposed to close in and wow. so that they were asking for an extension which kind of sounds a little strange that nobody was it's not my fault working on this thing the underwriter he said it was underneath his little, you know, perpetual motion machine, you know, and he just couldn't see it. You know, it was on right? his desk, but he just, he just, uh, he was memorized. Mr. Potato yeah. Head, that's yeah. where I my, left it. My daughter made me this, you know, Mr. Potato Head sculpture. Story, I mean, we we know that it's our fault, but uh, you should get another four weeks on your, uh, on your closing <laughs> date, because that yeah. obviously makes the most sense. We can't put yeah. this together quickly for you because. And a, and a price abatement. No, no, no. That comes next, TK. One thing at a time. Come on. But this is not unique to... Uh, this is happening all over the place. Isn't this like a problem? What? People are 
I don't know. I feel like like no. people were walking away just, from deals and bailing. I put a deal. I put a deal together last night. The guy got a appraiser in. It was one of my listings. He got the appraisal in. Uh, so uh, Monday we put the deal together. He had the appraisal there by Friday. He extended it two days because they were getting his approval done. So it was supposed to be Monday the condition, but he extended it till Wednesday, and he firmed up last night. He got it done. He had the appraiser in. Everything was fine. Forget about firming up on the and offer. The what about the money? The money? How quickly can they get the money? Because these people are supposed to close in like three days. And all of a sudden, it's like, you need a 30-day extension because we can't Look, get you the money. The banks want to lend money. They know what's going on. Okay? So they this know is a scheme. It's a scheme? Know what, Why? They, Why they, are they, they scheming? Can get, they have the money, Daryl. They have the money. This is. It's either somebody was telling a story, right? Worry. Yes. Right? Someone was telling a story. Or, you know, in the event it was an honest mistake, there would be, you know, unprecedented amounts of evidence that the, the banks would provide. Well, I would think they'd have right? the ability to throw it together quickly if it's their fault. Because, I mean, imagine the cascading effect that could take place because this person left it on their desk for seven weeks. Yeah. Oops. Doesn't happen. First Oops. of all, first of all, this is like a hypothetical desk. Right, because files are all digital. Right? right. So, first of all, there's no desk. There's right? no desk. So that's the one, you know, the kitchen table nowadays. Clue as to really what's going on here. But who am I? Who am I, Daryl? We're just two. We're just two YouTubers what who happen to know, know nothing about real estate. It, but listen, it, it's 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 weird out there because okay, I feel like we, everything was falling apart a couple of weeks ago, and now all of a sudden you're in bidding wars. Other people are talking about bidding wars. I, I read somebody put up a tweet that somebody got 10 offers and they didn't even take any of their offers, Whoa. which is crazy. And then all of a sudden, a week later, I think uh, the price was reduced. We have inflation in the USA down. This episode is brought to you by Landlord. This landlord software is a game changer. You upload your properties, right? You upload all the information, income, expenses, timelines, mortgage details, everything that you need to have so that you keep track of everything in your portfolio. And as you go through real-time adjustments in, you know, rent increases and uh, water bills and, and tax bills and everything else, they're going to actually give you recommendations on how to make your portfolio more efficient and it just breaks everything down for me in a way that i've never seen before like excel spreadsheets just don't cut it i don't think there's a better program or app out there for investors and it's free please click the link below for your free trial offer we have inflation in the usa down from last month and everybody's thinking oh my god like it's rolling over inflation is gone it's done yep we have interest rates actually coming off at some banks right now, ticking a little lower, a little lower on those interest rates. Competitive. What, what the fuck is going on right now? Like this is this is too strange. We we need we need to figure this out, TK. Is There's this something... a good time to buy a home? Is this a bad time to buy a home? Is this a good time to invest? Like what the fuck is going on? Last week, people couldn't even get showings. This week, there's 10 people in a bidding war that's going over. Ooh, this might be the new uh, metric that we use, the House Sigma BS price. That's what we talked about before, remember? Yes. Who can beat, who can beat the uh, algorithm? Um, there's something called a false bottom, right? Which exists when there's a, there's a bull trap where everybody trap, feels like things- bottom. 
right? Everyone thinks that everything's going to get corrected again. And so they all rush in and that, you know, oh, it's all, it's done now. It's all coming down. And, you know, you never really know until it's all over. But, um, you know, definitely I'll say it. I said it once. I'll say it twice. I'll, I'll keep saying it. There's a ton of people out there who want to buy real estate. And look at that city in the background. Look at that beautiful city. Look in at Vancouver. how much room I heard there is I heard to it's beautiful grow. out there. I heard it's beautiful out there in Vancouver. Mountains and oceans and all sorts of good stuff. Casinos. So is it a good time to buy real estate though? Because things are all bananas think, all over the I, place. I, I, I think that let's talk quickly about. We had bankruptcies go up also. Like there's all kinds of weird signals going on. We got bankruptcies skyrocketing. We got interest rates starting to tick down in some places. We've got uh, unemployment like starting to tick up again. Like I don't understand. And now all of a sudden there's bidding wars all over the place again. Very confused, TK. More Good. confused that's right than where, normal. That's right where we want you. Otherwise, ro uh, real estate agents would be replaced by robots. Robots sooner than the later. demand. The demand that I'm that I'm having right now from buyers is real demand. Any speculators are out of the market. Anybody who's considering, uh, you know, quick flips. Anybody, you know, you can tell that in some of the pre-construction numbers. Anybody who's looking at, you know, secondary properties and all that kind of stuff. They're on pause. They're waiting. They're they're prepared. They got money. They're they're just itching for that moment when they can jump back into the market. But there is real demand out there. Domestic, organic demand. People who need to be in houses. And thankfully, the number of listings out there has not spiked. In fact, there's record numbers of cancellations, which is hard to tell which ones are canceled and relisted and all that kind of stuff. But bottom line is more cancellations means there's more people pulling their houses but off active the active listings are going down. They're going down from month to month. Which it doesn't uh, matter if they're canceled listings month. and relisted. Yeah, month to month. Not, they're not, down. not yeah, not not as as um um fast as the uh sales are, right? So the, the bottom line the bottom line is this inventory is still building up. Spiling up. But it's not it's not a point where we're going to have, you know, seven months of inventory. It was interesting because I heard a realtor talk who's in a US market about when a buyer's market is, and he was talking like sellers markets three to five months buyer's markets, six or seven months, you know, like he was talking about a balanced market being like five months of inventory. Right. But in Toronto, it is different, right? It is different for us to get to a buyer's market. You know, you, you've got to be somewhere North of six months for sure. Um, but you definitely, you definitely have to build up a lot more inventory than we have. Right. This can't be over yet. It's too soon. Even yeah. for my prediction, it's way too soon. So yep. I don't buy any of this stuff going on. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I don't like it. But you know what I do like? DK. What is it? What is it? Tell me. Tools, Whisper it. Tools that help me figure this shit out. Mm. So good time to invest real estate is when? When it makes sense for the people that you have raised money from. Good. Because if I had a property that made me $60,000 on a flip or $3 million on a development site or $1,000 a month cash flow or whatever, whatever you're trying to do in your head, whatever your goals are, right? Like it, everybody's different and that property is in front of you and, it, and it's there, like you've secured it, it's yours. Are you all of a sudden going to say, well, you know, I might be able to get it for a little bit cheaper if I wait six months. 
okay, it's possible, yeah. right? It's also possible that deal doesn't exist in six months because when you are ready to come back into the market, everybody else is as well, right? Sure. It, there may be some other factor that comes in where, you know, right now you're able to secure an interest rate at X and that is going to meet all your criteria. Maybe there's going to be investors who are lining up to, to work with you because there's no one else who's willing to take the chance on, you know, a certain deal. Maybe a seller's more uh, motivated because they're afraid because what they're reading right? So always analyze your deals. There's never a bad time to invest in real estate. Like literally, like every major big player professional investor will tell you this, that there's no market that they can't make money in. It's just, you have to change the game. There's yeah. no deal that I've ever worked on that people didn't think I was crazy for buying at the beginning. Yep. But like all of a sudden, even people that would say, nah, you know what? I don't like it at the beginning. Eventually, once somebody else bought it from me, everybody was yeah. like, oh, Begging. that's like the best deal. What, what else do yeah. you got? Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have our friend Avi from Landlord joining us today. Love it. He has been waiting patiently in the green room. And there he is. Hello. Avi, how are you? Guys, so I sh should I change the background? No, it's perfect. <laughs> Unless you've got like a beautiful shot of Israel yeah. behind you and the beach, then yep. uh, uh, yeah, it's perfect time. how it is next time. Let next me time. Well, welcome to the me. show, mister. Do you want to give uh, the few people that are watching right now a brief introduction as to who you are, our lovely, wonderful sponsor? Sure thing. Yeah. So hi, guys. Uh, so I'm Aviram, co-founder and CEO at the Landlord. Uh, landlord, as you know, as or you are going to know now, is a software. We are like an online platform and we have property investors and landlords to do three main things. One, to invest smarter. So when they use our platform, they can source properties, they can analyze potential deals for you know, like property acquisitions and also get some market data. So basically on with, with this information, they can make better decisions and see the numbers if the deals stack up or not. And basically based on that, they can decide if to move forward or not. After they acquire the property, they can manage the investment on our platform. Or if they, you know, or we have users that are existing landlords with large portfolios, so they can manage their investments, they can manage the cash flow, so they can see the performance of each property. And uh, also they can see the, the finance situation of each property of the entire portfolio. And again, make decisions based on data. So basically we have them to run and grow their property business. And the third thing we do is finance. So we help our users to get mortgages and also to get access to uh, short-term loans, hard money loans, uh, to finance new purchases. Um, and everything is in one place. Uh, so you have like one platform to manage your existing investments, find new opportunities, and get finance to grow your property business all in one place. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, amazing, something amazing tool. That's consistent. So you guys are already, you know, very large scale in uh, the UK. Right. Right. Yes. So this is something that's been proven where you've been able to uh, reach, you know, a large number of landlords already there. Uh, you're, what other countries are you in? So the UK is our main market right now. We have uh, thousands and thousands of users on the platform. 
Um, we have some activity in uh, Germany and also uh, now we started activity in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Very, very the place to be. Smart. That's why you're on the, the Canadian real be. estate show. That's right. So before we kind of get more into the platform and show people how it works, we want to get to know you a little bit. We want to talk about real estate. We want to know how you kind of got into this business. So so maybe let, let's let's start first with what, what's your background in real estate? Why did you choose to jump into this arena? Okay. So, so I have a mixed background, I would say. So I have background in real estate, um, mainly from my parents. There are landlords in Israel. They own, um, I think, quite large portfolio, like rented uh, properties. Uh, and also myself, I have like two right now. So it's not my main uh, thing, but it's always something that I was interested in and saw it, you know, from my parents. Um, and my other background is from this the software industry, like high tech industry in Israel. So um, I've been working in the software industry for over 20 years. I performed senior roles in startups and high tech companies in the fintech area and in the e-commerce area as well. And I knew that I want to do something that um, is uh, related to finance. And if I can also connect it to real estate, it's just like another thing that I'm very interested in, it would be great. And what we found when we just uh, launched, like uh, founded Landlord, is that uh, there is a real problem for, um, so it's not so easy for real estate investors and landlords to get finance, mainly if you have you know, so many options or if you have large portfolios. So then basically you need to understand the players, you need to understand the criteria of each lender, you need to understand what is the best product that can help you uh, finance a specific deal or to grow your portfolio. And then we say, okay, there's a great place for uh, technology uh, to make it easier for everyone. Um, and for me, you know, the finance side was uh, something that it, I had, you know, the experience from my previous company, um, and I thought that it's, it's a great idea to combine both things together. Um, was this what, the original idea? Like, the, like that was that the business plan is the platform itself today, more or less? Or were things added on later on? Yeah, so it's fine because, yes, the, the, main, the initial idea was to help them find finance. This is like, like just like to help property investors to get finance. Yeah. But what happened when we launched the product in the UK we realized that we, we need to collect data. So then our users started to use the platform to manage their data and to manage their current investments and to uh, manage their cash flow and define due dates and reminders and things like that. So then our focus shifted to build a great platform for uh, landlords and property investors to manage their investments. And then we put the finance aside for a year. And then once we got the scale and we got the users and we got, you know, like the, the engagement, then we started to introduce again the, the abilities to understand the finance options they have based on the data that they, they entered to the platform. So you started off wanting to provide the info for the financing. And as a result of needing all of the information to get them that financing, you realized you had all of this information that you could create uh, a tool with. Yes. And then the tool ended up being the main platform. So 
isn't that that's like Canadian tire. Like who buys a tire, a Canadian tire TK? I don't, do they even sell tires there still? I think they've got tires, right? I think they so. may in still the have tires in the, back, in the back that no, no one buys. But the point is, is that, you know, it's, it's amazing where you start a business and you end up and I mean, you're still just kind of getting rolling. So who knows where you end up from here, but so, so, so tell me, um, and, and I think everybody wants to know, but especially me, what is so amazing about this show, the Canadian real estate show that attracted you to be our first sponsor and, and to help you grow this business in Canada? Uh, it's a great question. So I think that we, when we started to research the Canadian market, we basically explored like who are the can be like like potential partners for us and uh we found your uh, show on youtube and we really liked it because um you are funny guys and very experienced and uh, is the funny one daryl's the better looking one <laughs> yeah. and uh and especially the knowledge and the um, guests so basically i think that your audience and also we as a software that wants to understand the Canadian market can learn a lot. Um, and we always, um, we've always believed in content. I think we started in the UK, our partners are content providers. And now like some of our partners also have YouTube channels that they provide great content for property investors. And then I think that today with YouTube, uh, and also, you know, like all the podcast platforms, um, it's easy to get, uh, I would say, access to free knowledge and, um, you know, learn from experience of others. And I think for software is the same because you need the feedback. We, we've built landlord based on feedback, you know, like we, we always speak with our users, we get feedback on the chat. And we understand what are the features that are, you know, more important for them, what should be the focus on what we should develop and um for us also i think show like yours can um we can learn from you and i think that we can also provide uh, your audience um platform that can they actually can implement some of the things that you discuss or they can start using technology to um do better i think that digitization we we call it the digitization of the landlord life so if you start using more and more uh, technology then you can get advantage in the market and it's not just you know software like landlords there are many other solutions that can help landlords and property investors do better definitely yeah. and we've seen a huge growth in that just in the last couple of years right everybody's really looked for um, I had an example the other day that I was thinking about, but uh, it'll come to me. But everybody's been looking for a way to be able to incorporate technology, right? And that there's a lot of, you know, old school or, or how are, traditional type of businesses, business models, right? Where they're not relying on technology. And the ones who are succeeding today, the ones who are have the fastest growth, the ones who are being the most efficient, the ones whose profits are the greatest are all leveraging technology. There isn't a single one that will tell you, oh, we don't worry about technology. Every single one of them, that's part of their business plan is to leverage technology. Yeah. And so, so, so when they approached us, which we, we had a few people approach us in the past, uh, 
this, when we looked at the platform and I went on it and I, I put one of my properties into it to try it, I was like, holy cow, like this, this is for real. This isn't some, one of these other losers that tried to contact us that doesn't make sense for the show. And TK and I really, you know, we didn't, we, we didn't want to just be um, advertising or sponsored by anything. Like we wanted something that would be really actually useful and helpful, not like some of the bullshit our, that our some other people would benefit from yeah, that our like, listeners yeah. would benefit from. And this was like, this was so perfect. And then when I watched one of the webinars that you guys host and I went into one that you were doing in the UK, because I mean, I could only do so much in the system on my own, right? While just kind of messing around with it. But when I actually saw what it can really do in the background, I was like, wow, this is a really serious thing. I think we would benefit from each other. Uh, we would learn a lot from this thing and our, 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 our followers would definitely benefit from this. And obviously, you know, your growth in Canada benefits you. And I think it was a, a there's a really good synergy here. So we're really happy to have you uh, as a sponsor. We thank you so much. We really appreciate the support. That's for damn sure. What, what, what TK and I were talking about before you joined us, um, and there are some articles out in Toronto recently and in Canada, and you know a lot of people are talking about, is this a good time to purchase an investment property? I, I know we've talked about it I, a bunch of times. I have a question first, Daryl, because yeah. you know we're pretty sure of the answer already, Abby, but we just want to know. Toronto real estate market, right? Everybody in Israel is talking about the Toronto real estate market, right? Like it's the most important market in the world. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure if I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels here is that many, many it, for sure. this is what it is. There's nobody, nobody cares about anything else. Right. And obviously Vancouver and New York and everybody else has got these large expensive markets that, you know, people, people are interested in, right. London, UK and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's safe to say that most markets in the world right now are operating in a similar fashion. I agree. Right. Yes. Is that with the rising interest rates, cost of living, uh, asset inflation over the last couple of years, there's a lot of changes that are very similar in each one of the markets and that anything we talk about here or that you could tell us about in, in any other markets that you're familiar with is all fairly similar right now. Yes, I, I, I Major agree. And I think, yeah, you know, if you look in like, you know, my best experience in the UK market and you see that the metric the you know the economy metrics are quite the same in many areas right now and uh the things that what we see right now in the in the uk market for from our users is that even though the interest rates are rising you know the inflation is going up it's still like demand for properties i think that the 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 balance um in the market hasn't changed and because of that, there, as long as there is demand for rental properties, I don't think that we'll see like, you know, like the prices uh, go down. What we do see is that prices are starting to be more um, like stabilized. Like we don't, like, I don't think that what we saw like in 2021, there were like areas that um, the prices went up by 17, even like to 20%. Just today we reviewed the deal um, when we review a deal as, as a lender, because our platform in the UK right now lending money, we 
we take a look on the property on the border, but also in the area. So we they took a look in a postcard today that uh, in 2021 went up 17%. And what's but interesting, like in the last 12 months, in like into 2022, uh, it went down, it went down 1.7%. Mm-hmm. So it means like they're lucky <laughs> compared to here. <laughs> yeah, that's a week like, right now, and that's a we, week we here. Had a, yeah, we had a higher growth, right? We had a, we had thirty plus percent growth year over year in Toronto and some areas, fifty percent. So they, they're they're the ones who have who've now corrected back to a, a what, more reasonable. What is the correction right now in Toronto, in the Vancouver, in the, in the GTA? You know, just in the uh, last five months. You're, you're somewhere between 20 to 25%. Down. Yeah. And that's actually one of the lower kind of pockets. Yeah, a, Some pockets few, are down are... more than that. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, across the board. Right now. So we don't see it right now, not, not in Israel and also not in the UK. Yeah. We, we see some declines. We see some, you know, areas that are not growing anymore, but um, it's still quite stable. UK, yeah, the yeah, interest yeah. rates are much lower, aren't they? Didn't they just raise them recently for the first time and barely even raise them? Weren't they at zero for like the last 12 years or something like that? Yeah, but it started, yeah, they started to increase it. So I think that the last um, like uh, two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, it was like half percent up. Yeah. And there was another increase um, one or two months ago. I think that this is like the global trend. I think like all like the, the interest rates will continue to to go up. Right. Um, so they're the a few months behind yeah. us, though. I think right. Sounds they're like, like yeah. five months behind. So there's they went up half a point and crashed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Interestingly, but if you look at the mortgage rates, so I know in in Canada you see like it's rising. In the UK, what's it, like this week? We saw decline in interest rates, so interest rate went down. Same and we can fall now. Like um, today, I looked at two years fixed rate for two point six percent, and like this was the first one. This, the second lender were like offered like three point two. Um, That's a and big this spread. is because yeah. So the, you have in the in the UK market many buy to let lenders, like especially lenders, especially in um, rental properties. And they offer, so they have also cash to deploy. They have competition, so this um, also push them like to to be more competitive, even uh, taking into account the rising in interest rates because the the interest rate is still like historically is, is quite low, so they still have some margins. And in the UK, the way it works, so if you take it for two years, a mortgage. Uh, you will pay fees, so you pay like two percent. It can be max, I think, uh, around two percent. And then you will need to renew the rate after two years. And if not, the rate will jump to uh, I can like to six or seven percent. And then you pay again the fees. So it's like another way for the lender to generate income. So all the refinance, and in the UK it's very built in the refinance, the mortgage. Is basically part of the process, so you know that you will need to refinance in two years or in three years or five years. But this is the way it's structured. Ninety percent of the mortgages are um, basically. So, so they're planning to stay with the same lender, and and refinance at new terms. Yes, yeah, so you can stay with the same lender, and yeah. then it's a very quick process. But you will need to pay again the fees. Yeah. Or 
because the early redemption fees at this point are zero, you can go and like uh, take another more like to do a remortgage, a refinance with a different lender as well without yeah. penalty. Yeah, especially investors, right? Investors are always going to be looking at ways to improve their performance. So, you know, shopping around rates afterwards, having a good mortgage broker, dealing with different people. That's, that's, that's typical, right? Yes, I find people who are just more, you know, laid back. They just want sort of long-term commitment, loyalty to their branch, whatever it is. They'll stay with the, the same lender for 20 years, but most investors are looking at all their options. Switch yeah, for a, for fifty see. bucks a month. Why not? Unless you're dealing with stuff like you know you got like Scotia Bank, which has got some like high net worth type of stuff, right? But the average mom and pop investor, right, where they're not looking at owning twenty properties or something like that, they want to have three or four or something like that, and they can get that from any one of the lenders. Sure. Yes, I agree. What we like, by the way, if you use landlord, so in our UK version, soon in Canada. Uh, our engine basically, basically scan your portfolio and scan the market. And then based on the changes in the interest rates you, and based on the penalties that you have on your current product, mm -hmm. um, the platform will offer you uh, refinance options. So yeah. if now there is a product that the lender that decreased his uh, interest rate and your penalty position right now still worth is for you to remortgage then you will get a suggestion from the platform and you can do it everything you can do online so you can basically um, remortgage and start the the application online track the application online as well yeah and people lost a that's the part i love the best when, when though yeah when those rates were low and people were looking because everyone saw these in our in our market abby it was um like a like a two percent five-year fix that was like the the golden goose right and, uh, you know, people saw that 2% uh, five-year fix. We all knew, but anybody who called their bank and looked at what it would cost to change was like, oh, it's five, 10, 15,000, whatever it is. And they thought, oh, that's not worth it. But if they had, <sighs> oh. if they had and paid that penalty and locked in the savings over the next few years based on where rates have gone is like thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars right. that they would have that they would have had if they had just made that change which you don't know because the numbers are difficult you're not always crunching them people get worried but if you have like an analytical tool that's actually going through every detail of your file and saying look this is actually what you want to do because over the next five years this is how much money you save they might they might believe it a little bit sooner and take advantage yeah. So yes. why don't we uh, why don't we jump into the platform for a little? We put together a little uh, deal to analyze uh, here in Ontario. We put a couple of deals. We're going to see if they make sense from an investment perspective. We've got some houses that are currently on the market. We've got some sales comps. We've got some rental comps, and we're going to plug them into the system. All right, so um, so this is the main dashboard. You have, of course, the My Portfolio page, but uh, in this uh, uh, demo, we will focus on the deal analyzer, yes? Yeah, so let's start. We can start with typing the address, and then we'll start to put the numbers and see the potential returns for the first year and then for the long term. So let's take the address. On our deal analyzer, basically what you need to put you need to start with two uh, um, data points. One is the purchase price, and the second one is the potential rental income, rental income or estimated rental income. So should we put these numbers, the 
purchase price? Uh, yeah, just use that for now. Okay. Right, and then we can we'll, we'll tweak it after. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, what would be the the rental income for this property? The monthly uh, rent. Uh, it's on the financial uh, statement. So okay. here you've got monthly rental income five thousand two hundred and twenty four dollars, with All including right. coin laundry. So what happened is just I put these two numbers, the purchase price and the expenditure rent, and already the, the, the platform calculated the first metrics and long-term metrics. And now from this point, we need just need to tweak the data. So let's say the property value. So would you say that this is um, under market value or this is the current market value? Because if you think that the property- It's worth was, less. Ah, it's worth less. Yeah. So you purchase it in a higher- I don't think- no, I think the purchase price it's been will on end the market up being for a lower. little while, and based on some of the comps, it's priced still a little bit high. What it's would probably one point one to one point two is more reasonable. So let's say one two, like this. Yes. Yep. Okay, so if you see that this will affect your first year ROI, okay, so basically. No, no, no. Sorry. Change the what? purchase price to one two, so and keep the value, and ah, keep the so value at one two. Yeah, it's listed for one two eight nine, but we're not going to buy it for that. We're going to buy it for one two, but it's still yeah. worth one two. It's not worth anymore. Okay. There's some comps that support close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the comparables basically say that this is the current market value. That's fair. Um, so we calculate the land transfer tax based on the location of this property. Um, if you are a first home buyer, of course, it will be a bit lower. Uh, so this is very important to take into account. Um, and then let's see what other costs you will have when you purchase property. In terms of closing costs, what would the legal fees to purchase this property? Uh, $2,000. Title insurance? Um, $300. That's, that should be included in the legal fees though. So, sorry, that, that number includes title insurance. Yeah. Okay. If you want just to order, it'll be more Put $1,700 and then put $300. Yes. Yeah. Do it like this. Uh, have you had inspection costs to the property? Uh, $500. Then the municipal land transfer. So there's and two land transfer taxes in Ontario. Yes. One is provincial, and then there's also a um, municipal. It's in one. there. It's in there. It's in there, and it's been calculated already. And then, are you going to do any refurbishment to this property, or just keep it as it is? Uh, let's assume that you got to go in there and make a few like repairs, but the place is tenanted, so you can't do any. Uh, you know, unit improvements per se. So I would say, you know, $7,000 to go in there and fix a few leaky sinks mm -hmm. and uh, issues like that. By the way, in case you do more work, you can just specify all the costs here. So if you want to add kitchen, so it's a great way also to audit all the items that um, basically um, combine the, the works plan on this property. Mm -hmm. So let's put 7,000. Okay, so this is important. So you see like the entire purchase costs are 1.25. So the entire purchase costs 
of course are higher than the purchase price so this is the total cost so now let's speak about the balance between how much you're going to put in cash and uh how much you will take on a mortgage um what so the maximum in the uk we would put you know maximum 75 percent loan to value yeah i mean there there's you've got an option to go like 80 percent loan to value you know now whether or not that's going to be a, a good investment for toronto just because if you know if you're looking for cash flow and, and you're looking to get the property financed what i what i would be recommending for anybody buying a, a triplex in toronto you know would be probably 65 percent loan to value okay so if we put 65 yeah. so the rate i think that's now around like five percent or even six 4.5 4.8 okay that's point four point eight okay um and it will be principal and interest together not just interest only yeah, yeah? yeah. by the way in the uk 90 percent of the mortgage will be only interest that's coming uh, to Canada soon. You heard it here all first. Right. All right. So this will impact, um, actually, this will impact the, the cash on cash, of course. And the, now the, it's looking more like a Toronto return. Yes. So you can see that the, <laughs> the cash on cash is very low, but let's Four see. Four cap's about, not oh, bad. Yes. The, the cap rate, yeah? Not yeah, bad. Not bad. Um, so this is the thing. So you will need to put why it's 37% cash investment. It's the 37% from the total purchase costs. Yeah. Closing 65% costs will be the lower between the purchase price and the property value. And the deposit will be 35% from the lower between purchase price or property value. And but on yeah. top of that, you need to put the 50k for the taxes and the other costs. Yeah, this is this is a typical property in Toronto, right? right? Because what you're what you're doing is is you're looking for appreciation, right? Especially with these type of small residential investment properties, you only got three units. Um, mm -hmm. This is this is something that you're always going to be looking at based on uh, my experience in 15 years. This is what they've all looked like. Which is a horrible way to invest if you're planning for appreciation. If, but if, this if seems you want to buy more than way. one property, right? Like this is strictly just. You know, someone wants to get that one property and they are going to hope on it paying off its mortgage and then they're going to hope to get the rents up and then over long term it appreciates and that's their performance. They're not looking at how do I go and get more properties? How do I get qualified? What's the bank going to be underwriting my deals at so that they'll continue to lend to me? They're not taking that into consideration. And so what this app will do is this app will tell you like, Look, if you go and buy this property, it's great. But if your goals are to go buy multiple properties, this is going to be tightening up all those debt service ratios that they're going to be qualifying you at and that this may not be a good uh, rental property, right? And I think that as the market's changing, people are going to be understanding that a little bit better and not just be looking at uh, appreciation like on condos or these type of properties. Well, so and if, you, if, we, if we go up to this section that just is at the top of the screen here, we can make our assumptions for the long term. Yeah, but before that, there is just let's, let's complete the monthly operating expenses because this will impact the results. Right. So are you going to use a management fee? It gets worse, Daryl. gets worse, baby. It gets worse. We can't afford worse. a management fee in Toronto, can we? <laughs> we got to manage that We got to manage yourself. this thing ourselves. You got to learn how to fix the toilet. Jeez. Zero so percent. Okay, yeah. zero percent. The insurance? 
Uh, $2,500. Well, there's a, there's a financial statement. Look at what they, look what they put on there. Go back to the financials insurance. They got 2,844. All right. So you're uh, 248 months. Okay. That makes right? sense. Uh, maintenance 1200. So let's put it here under books a month. You know, that would number was made up. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, these are your round figure of 100. We have to right. add the gas, the hydro, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that. Yeah. So this oh, would yeah. be around um, seven, 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 eight, eight, eight a you're year. The, you're yes. the financial guy. You got to tell us. You just yes, did that eight, in the state. Yeah. Eight, eight a year. It means uh, I would say uh, seven fifty a month ish. All right, and then the taxes are four grand. So I would say around 400. That's annual. Ah, this is annually, annually, yeah. sorry. So I can just take this, if you would let me know, 4882. All right. Now it's getting much worse. Okay. Now it's looking more like there Toronto. you go. Here oh, we yes. go. Okay. I'll let's buy. Take, I'll buy. So let's take or just a long-term assumption. So inflation is much higher. Okay. But the question is like in if so, would you keep this property for 10 years or more? 20 years. 20 years. 20. This is a yeah, this is a guy who says, I don't want to do anything. This is gonna be just a property that I have. It's my one and only my baby i'm taking money that i got from somewhere else and i'm just gonna buy that one rental manage it myself i would put four percent in inflation rate on expenses yeah rent appreciation uh, 2.5 all right 2.5 you're not allowed to do 2.5 no, next year is 2.5 yeah really the max yeah wow and property appreciation is 6.1 percent over the last six million years, years. What about the occupancy rate? What is the rental demand in this area? Should never be an issue. So 98%. All right. Yeah. Okay. So now if we look at the first symmetric and basically we will see also like the, the report in terms of the development of the cash flow. So you see that there is a negative cash flow. So every month you're going to lose 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. Now um, it sounds like a Toronto deal. Now we're talking. But having said but that, depreciation for over 10 years, you have 10% IRR. So what is the IRR? The interest, the internal rate of return. So mm -hmm. it means that if you take into account the cash flow, um, you take into account the rent appreciation over the years. Yep. Um, mortgage pay down. Yeah, the mortgage pay down. Let's go to the prospect report. If I click on the prospect report. And then you will have these nice charts, okay? So you can see that the property value will go up. The mortgage balance will go down. So the equity will go up over the years. So this is like the amount of equity you will have on this property. Yeah. And also you can see the cash flow is going up. Yeah. So my cash flow... When and so this story, doesn't when, take when do I get to a... neutral? Sorry, when do I get to neutral? So we're at negative 500. Go go to the beginning of the cash flow chart. Yeah. So it's we're at negative 6,000. Sorry. So when do yeah, we get what year? year? Yeah. So after um, here. There we go. Right? So like 10, years. 10 years. 10 years, you start to get a, a positive cash flow and then it yeah. starts 
grow. Yeah, so it's a dud. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a long. <laughs> definitely I'll, I'll explain. Long I'll explain term. one variable that will happen will be uh, rent turnover. So rent those turnover for sure. Two and a half percent because if the tenants don't leave, but they're way under market rents, and so literally your rents can double if you. Um, do some renovations and get one of the tenants out. So there's other little things there that, so I wouldn't look at the cash flow per se, uh, based on current, just this. Based on the current. Yeah, but that also look- doesn't take into account whenever somebody does leave and you raise it more than 2.5%. And that's going to happen over yeah. 20 years, a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. times, right? But it also doesn't take into account when the market corrects and when interest rates go up like crazy for a couple of years. Number two, it should be two Avalon. When somebody doesn't pay for a year. Have you heard some of these stories out there of people that haven't paid yeah. their rent in like three I got years? A, I got a lots of stories, man. How is that house not caught on fire yet by accident? Like what's right? going on? Yeah. How are people what? letting people stay for three years without paying rent? Okay, yeah. so this is good. Do we have another example? Because this one, I don't know, TK, are nope. we pushing our client to buy I'm this one? I'm not pushing our client, or my clients to I'm even not buying this. look at this. Unless no they're going to live way. in one of the units and, you know, we get vacant possession and we're going to, you know, make it right. Where's Otherwise, the other one we did? It doesn't make sense. One second, one, one, one uh, nice thing that you can do on Landlord is just you can save this as a prospect property. Then on my portfolio, you can deselect the properties and then you can basically start managing a pipeline. So let's say that we analyze this deal. I will use the views button to change the performance view. And then basically you can see oh yes, the metrics and then we can add more deals and then compare them. So that's a property. So 159 Queen Street, Trenton. Okay. I feel good about this one, TK. I like Trenton. Oh, I'm not going to say it's the best one I've ever seen. Where's but, Trenton? Uh, Trenton's east along the 401 towards Belleville. Okay, I will click on the new uh, button to start. This is yes. Yep. Okay. Um, purchase price was 499. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I like it already, TK. 499. That's we're like- gonna. F- you know what, Daryl? The truth one is, more zero. I, one more I zero. don't. I don't know which one is going to be the better rate of return. I believe that yeah, you do. I don't. I believe I don't that. Know. Yeah. So rental income twenty eight hundred and ten dollars a month. Twenty eight. Twenty eight ten. Ten. That this yes. This yep. Yeah. Now let's see the land transfer tax for this region. That's, That's fine. That's right. Yep. Let's put the, there is no municipal land transfer here. Nope. All right. So we'll do the same thing. 1,700, 300, 500. All right. Great. Uh, Refurbishment, anything? Um, 5,000. It's always something. Something's got to, the the, the seller's hiding something. Buffer. Didn't tell you Um, something. Okay, this looks good so far, but wait, this is the interest only. But wait, this is an all-inclusive rents. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So um, first, I will change this to principal capital. Um, let's take 65% loan to value. Or... You know what? In, in Trenton, you would be looking at 80%. Ooh, that'll help. What's the reality of the, that market that somebody would be looking to try to find a... 20% All right. deal. Um, 
Okay, so it means that you need to put down 113, okay? Mm -hmm. um, actually, there are also the, like mortgage fees that we should also take into account, not sure how, and mortgage insurance as well. Do no mortgage know? insurance. Generally okay. speaking on a, a lender, there's no mortgage fees either. Yeah, leave the fee at zero. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're assuming we're assuming that we're the assuming rates, those are all well, a lender rates no fees a managing um agent so now it's out of town right so you're a local no, Toronto you're guy gonna you're going to pay eight percent uh management fee eight percent okay let's see if we have uh insurance 2400 it means um wow, how did they get all their expenses to be uh even numbers even numbers <laughs> They stop using them once they hit 3,000. Around 40. <laughs> Just throw this uh, one out. Utilizations. Five. Six, eight. It's around six, uh, five, five, I would say. And... Uh, Who do you think the winner is going to be, Daryl? Trenton. Do you, which, you think Trenton's going to be the winner? Because you're, I'm going to have a curveball here on that property appreciation rate. We see the results soon. So let's you can't see manipulate it. Like you're. I'm not manipulating. I'm giving on my my honest opinion on how we should enter this data, and I, I would use the six point one percent in Toronto, but I wouldn't use that rate in uh, Trenton, and and the management fee wouldn't exist in Toronto, but it would exist in Trenton. So. What the curveball, TK? Uh, what is the curveball? Rent appreciation. We're going to do two and a half percent. Okay, because we want to try to assume that these tenants never leave. They are legacy tenants. Inflation okay. rate will remain the same. Occupancy rate is going to be a little bit lower there too. I mean, you know, 96%. All right. And then, then we make only 1% property appreciation over the year? No. no, I would say appreciation rate should be 4%. And I'm being generous. And 20 years. Trenton. 20 year again, yep. Okay, so okay, so this is still like the oh, I was wrong. The cash flow surprise, is surprise, surprise. Buying a house in Toronto, negative cash flow is really not that much different moving to Trenton. It used to be a little bit better, but as we saw that urban sprawl over the last couple of years, we're noticing that places Hold on. These, yeah. Are we paying $499 for this one, TK? This is just the asking price in fucking True. Trenton. So, so let's good, good job, Daryl. Let's Thank drop you. that purchase price to 400,000. There oh, we go. Yeah, let's drop that price to 400,000. And the value? 400,000. Yeah. <laughs> Probably less. <laughs> All right. So it reduces the negative cash flow. But, but you only have to put 20% down. It's less of an initial investment and your neutral cash flow, re relatively speaking, because you can you can find some efficiencies here and there and, and, and maybe raise rents day one, that kind of stuff. If you reduce the loan, we should take, uh, yeah, if you, the loan will be a bit If you go lower, to 65%, yeah. Yes, then it will take you immediately to a positive cash flow. Yeah, okay. How much more do you have to put down? I think also, you need, yeah, 150. So an extra 40K. 40K gets you it. 230 bucks a month <laughs> exactly right um all right well, but, and then 
imagine if you had to make a new spreadsheet every time instead of inputting like these 10 things. Like you could really analyze the crap out of a lot of deals a lot quicker with this, couldn't you? Couldn't yeah, you, TK? And, and, absolutely. And and imagine if you were debating, do I go for appreciation or do I go for cash flow? Do I go and buy that property out of town that is not going to appreciate as much, but I might you know, not have to take money out of my pocket? Or do I commit to taking money out of my pocket and buying a property in Toronto because I know that that's going to appreciate more? And this might help you make your decision because I think a lot of people thought the Trenton property was going to be better, even at a hundred thousand dollar discount on the purchase on the asking price. It did nothing. The, the, Toronto, the Toronto property still gave you a better return over the next twenty years because of that appreciation, right? I love it. And, and rental the, and appreciation too. We only use two and a half percent for both. I'll guarantee you the rents go up more in Toronto than they do in Trenton. Over that, we're gonna have to period. do this again. We're gonna have to find. We're gonna have to find a place that it friggin' works somewhere around here. By the On way, these... something that a nice feature is that you can just use this uh, scroll down, drop down, and then let's go uh, to Pick the... the property that you analyzed already. Yes. Yeah. If you want to see it and like compare them, yeah. One. Yeah, compare that one with Avalon, like right, just exactly. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And uh... then and then so you can so you can take this now and you can create a report that if you found something that you liked, um yeah, you, you can, can put this out to your you can put this out to your lender or your partners or yeah. whoever yeah. needs to see it and yeah. boom yeah. you've got like a really well done professional Check out this deal i got yeah looking amazing detailed analysis yeah, yeah. yeah. And send it over and ask people to review like uh absolutely love it. i love it love it okay so here we go that was amazing thank you for the demo we know that you Thanks, are a busy yeah. man, and we know that TK is an even busier man. Oh, please. TK's got a hot lunch date today, so we got to wrap up. It was a pleasure Thank having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Abby. Pleasure this is great. Uh, be here. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you for sponsoring us. Only the beginning, us. okay? Only the beginning. We got lots of stuff on the go. Yes. Users and, are yeah, I would encourage. I would encourage, I encourage the listeners, like, the audience, like, uh, to anytime you need to analyze deals, just go to Lendor. You can create a free account and um, just for this sponsorship, we will promote um, three months of uh, free for the premium plan that we have. The premium plan, by the way, is great if you want to link your bank account and then you can track the cash flow of the existing properties. Mm -hmm. So um, nice. and you can get a feed and just allocate the expenses and the income to each property and you can manage also the rents but this is perhaps we can do another we demo. can do this another time it's crazy like tk i get emails all the time saying like this is due or the rent is due or this bill is due it's it's really comprehensive and yeah. really really amazing so once again thank you sir for joining us today thank you for your support sponsoring the show i have a feeling that this platform we're gonna start seeing landlord everywhere really soon because this it. thing, this thing is hot. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, TK. Thank you very much, Jared. Thank okay, you. Abby, have a great TK, day. TK, enjoy your lunch. Okay. All right. Okay.